Welcome back, everybody, to us going about the DC universe. It's a wonderful place, I'll say that. And we're going to a time when it was probably wonderful, I'll say that. At least this book's adaptation. Yeah, following up on our recent... I'm hoping to get that review out before this. So, oh, really? A giant uh, review of the book coming. <laughs> or already come, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> uh, we did not do two days prior to this, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, what, what, um, do you know which, like, the sequence of this movie coming out was? Was it, was it, like, the second or the third release? Do you know? So in this whole DC animated, I'm just gonna call it direct-to-video animated movies, I believe it was the second one. Oh, okay. Let me find out. Oh, it was the second one. It was the second one, yeah. Yeah, but even though it was the second one, it was, it's gonna be our first of the films, which is how we originally started. (laughs) Our whole thing was going to be, let's cover all the DC animated films, but then we got derailed by Jason and his wonderful uh, selection of picks, which was great. I really enjoyed checking out that series, but I'm happy to finally get to the movies after all, after DC all this DC Universe <laughs> Animated mo- Original Movies, also known as DC Universe Original Movies or DC Universe Movies. Oh, that's a mouthful. <laughs> yep. From 2007 to present, and then yes, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Uh, DC alumni such as Bruce Timm, who mainly serves as executive producer, producers until Dark Knight Rises, or Dark Knight Returns, excuse me, but returns since Gods and Monsters. Interesting. Yeah, and you said you listened to the commentary on this one, right? Uh, I only listened to the commentary of Mr. Darwin Cook, and didn't even oh, finish okay. that, so. Was there multiple commentaries on the disc? Yeah, there was two. So, uh, up front, I have the commemorative edition that they put out, I think few years ago and i found it at best buy and you only bought it on youtube and did not receive any of the special features that come with it um one was a look at darwin cook and kind of a tribute to him uh, when he passed away back in 2016 uh with a few friends of his uh, in the industry dan deal was one of them controversial figure but you know (laughs) Because May, it was it was nice to hear about him or hear him talk about him, and then there was another one about Darwin talking about the book itself, just like giving a book synopsis, not synopsis, but like just things he knew about the book, even though the liner notes exist. And there's two other ones I didn't watch, some trailers, and there's commentaries by him, and then the direct a uh, bunch of directors. So maybe Butch Ludic and Stan Berkowitz are amongst those. I think. Hmm. I think I don't fully know. I'll go maybe go back and watch it, but uh, yeah, okay. Uh, let's get this all yeah, let's started, get this everybody. Here. <laughs> uh, if y'all guys, ladies, and those in between have it at timestamp zero, you're legally or illegally purchased copy of this. I know for a fact it's not on VHS or anything beforehand on DVD or Blu-ray. I don't think there's a 4K yet or digital. What have you? Doubt it. Timestamp zero, please. Actually, you know what? You may go ahead, sir. You do it. Yeah. Press play right now. And there's the Warner Brothers logo. Yes. Well, sort of. Yeah, Warner Premiere, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> Time yeah, Warner exactly. Company. Yes. I'm surprised that you don't have the Warner Brothers animation on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, DC Comics, the 2008 version, or at least the mid-2000s edition, excuse me. Yeah, and I'll just say I saw this for the first time on 
Saturday, I think. Yeah, I, I, so. I haven't seen most of these DC animated films and none of the Justice League ones, so. It's all new to me. Well, there's more Batman ones than there are Justice League ones because that character is very popular. So, yeah, I've seen a couple of those. They just recently released that karate slash kung fu Batman movie, at least digitally. Yeah, I saw it at Walmart today. Oh, they stole of something. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, the art looked cool on the cover. I'd only buy it if they give out the figures because I have five of the figures so far. Yeah, one of the discs at Walmart came with a figure. So. Oh crap! Okay, I gotta go get that then. <laughs> I wonder who of who though. Yeah, so it's it's kind of an interesting place to start the film here, telling that kind of uh, Doctor Seuss storybook that we saw. Yes, this film is less linear than the book is. There's a little. Oh, there's yes. still some linearity to it, but not as non-linear as the. Uh, oh, sorry, I meant I meant non-linear. Uh, it's there's some non-linearity, but there's. It's, I think there's some linearity to it now. Uh, yes, Theodore Smeasel, I believe, is the, this character. And for some reason, Cook doesn't even say that in, in the commentary. And he wrote the oh. dang thing, so I'm <laughs> surprised by that. Unless he just forgot. But here we have a wonderful opening sequence, though. Uh, the, title, the title crawl sequence, excuse me. Yeah, and, and uh, I didn't know anything about this movie, so I was stunned by all the names here. Yeah, uh, but I was. Uh, they had this mentioned in the back of the the book. Of a lot of these title cards are based off of Saul Bass, and uh, you oh, as a I can totally see that. Yeah, you as a yeah. Vertigo or Vertigo, uh, you as a excuse yeah, me Hitchcock fan, Hitchcock fan know who um, Saul Bass is. And yeah, no, I watched a video of Saul Bass's or somebody talking about Saul Bass recently or at some point, and yeah, wow, I don't. I wish we had more movie posters like him. Or his, excuse me. Yeah, there was the the Bond one. Um, oh fuck, what was his name now? Oh, I should know this. God, I'm getting too distracted watching this, but <laughs> uh, it's, I I do like this opening as well because it does give a wonderful example of to- showing stuff from the book that you couldn't fit in. And I wish we kind of had more of that in this, but. Uh, I don't just mean like, oh, we had these scenes in the book, but like something like this, these title cards were almost like transitions uh, between scenes. Probably not as wipes, but <laughs> so not. there's Iron Man uh, dying from the, the police uh, chase that uh, had upon him. And there's uh, King Faraday. Written by Stan Berkowitz. Yep. Additional material by Darwin Cook. He's the, they're the bombs, literally. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely a cool, definitely cool opening. Uh, and I like this part here. That's a, that's a nice little, uh, yeah, Bruce Tim. I'm going to turn my volume down here a little bit. Directed by David Bullock. Not Harvey Bullock? Well, he's in the film. Actually, no, he's not. Never mind. No, yeah, no, no, he no, no, he's not. He's not. I apologize. <laughs> so other than two other time title not title cards uh other dates we don't do this afterwards yeah i thought that was too bad it's nice that they put lois here though it's a good way to signal that she's nearby yeah or wait did is she in the helicopter when he gets picked up yes but there is no helicopter in this oh is there not oh that whole sequence is cut oh okay see since i watched this last i read the comic almost immediately afterwards so 
Yeah, and it sticks in your mind, eh? It's mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about the CGI integ- integration here? Uh, of course, it's always a point of contention that people don't like it. And I'll just say up front, I was hoping for a little more Incredibles and the Iron Giant and that we don't get. Well, I'll, I'll go into that a little more later on. But, you know, whatever. I've I've seen it. It's... CGI is, is here to stay, and mm-hmm. in this case, it was, I think, to give the uh, give the animators uh, help, uh, not not help, but I don't say a crutch, but it certainly helps. It definitely helps, especially with uh, lots of complex movement like this. I will say, I like what uh, the demonstration of how 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 operates um, as a fighter pilot, where he kind of is a daredevil. And just yeah. goes at the enemy, but without shooting them, and they panic and you know run into each other. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was good. They don't call it out, but yeah, a clever way to show that he's uh, not firing them, but using other techniques to distract him. We got that in the book, but we never saw something like that occur. And animation is perfect for you to show something like that. Yeah, that's one thing I kept wondering when I was watching this. Like, if I hadn't read the book, would this movie feel better or worse? I'm trying to ask myself that. Well, yeah. Because um, there's so much that feels like cliff notes. But, and I also wonder if I'm informing stuff from the book. Like that scene right there, Had we would we have noticed really that he wasn't firing them? Had it not been for the book? Yeah. Unless you pay attention to the whole movie oh. and, and notice it. Maybe not, but especially since i th- i think carol does utter her you know uh, how the pacifist is going off to get killed uh, at the end this bit was weird to me i i didn't love that translation of that bit from the book there really what do you mean by because originally he said that in korean in the book and then um it was translated by the helicopter pilot right he was saying it's over war over yes I, yeah yeah exactly so to have him say it in that kind of broken english for no reason i thought was a little bit odd but it, yes. again that could be because of my reading the book you know well i'll be upfront. i uh so i watched this years ago i don't remember when i watched it and then i read the book and then i re-watched it last night twice ish and i i don't enjoy this movie <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I like uh, the look of um, uh, the Martian version of John Jones here. I like that he looks so alien compared to everything else. Even the way he like is uh, interacting with that other character, he looks more like just something about his shading is so different. Yeah, with Dr. Adele, you mean. Yeah, and he looks so much better here than he did in the Justice League animated uh, series. <laughs> I hated his Martian design in that. Well, you kind of see it at the end of, of the movie. I just meant when we actually see his Martian form. Oh, you think it looks better in this than... Oh, his his actual Martian form. Oh, yeah, then... Oh, I see your point. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's the title card. Oh. I guess so. Yeah, I I struggled to enjoy it as well, and I felt bad. I was like, maybe I should have watched this before I read the book, but then I was like, maybe I would have spoiled parts of the book. (laughs) Probably. It's, It's hard with these kind of adaptations. It's... It's hard to know. Well, here's the problem. 70 minutes. 
that was yeah. the first problem. That's that's a big big problem. Yep. And this is a two parter movie. This needs to be split into two parts. Mm. Yeah, but I guess they was returns the first time they did that. Yep. And mm. the only time really they've done that, except oh, okay. for Death and Return of Superman. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just my personal opinion, at least. Uh, I'd also like to say I don't think I I love Andrea Romano. I'm probably going to bring her up a lot when we do Avatar. But I don't know, man, something about this, this, these performances. Yeah, nobody's a little odd. This is Lucy Lawless, right? Yep. From uh, I always think of her from BSG, but um, or at least lately I've been thinking of her from BSG. <laughs> But originally, uh, what was that show again that she was in? I can't. Zena Warrior Princess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand why they would think she was the right choice, but yeah, she doesn't really pop in this role. It it doesn't quite comes off a little flat. I thought. Yeah, you could say that. I don't. I don't know. I feel like everybody's rushing through their lines. Yeah, yeah. I I guess I can see that. And once it became apparent, because I, even though, yes, I took me six hours, I kind of rushed through the book, but even when I took six hours, I felt the dialogue was very like, not, it was paced, it felt natural, Mm -hmm. and the the scenes didn't like, were, some of the scenes were quick, but in my mind, they, they, they took time. But in this, it was like, oh, we just got to keep, we got to keep going. We got to get to the next scene. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, this, I'm not feeling this. Yeah, I mean, that scene was such an impactful scene in the book between Superman and uh, Wonder Woman there, and it felt really, yeah, I just didn't get much from it here. But there's one scene in particular that I felt they really poorly executed that we'll, I'll point out when we get to it. Yeah. Also, they messed up that scene beforehand and had red eyes with Superman instead of the blue eyes. But that's just me. Nitpicking as usual. <laughs> yeah, but I think... I think Miguel Ferrer is a good choice for John Jones here. Yes, returning from Justice League of America instead yeah. <laughs> of being a uh, knockoff weather wizard, he's now Martian Manhunter. How do you like that they brought back these uh, direct images here? So apparently uh, during the commentary of, of Darren Cooks, and by the way, he seemed to be okay, not okay. From all of when I, when I watched that, or yeah, when I watched the, you know, little tribute to him or is the doc I don't know if documentary is the term but like the tribute to him a lot of people said it made it sound like he was a control freak <laughs> not 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 fully but he was he was very particular about his work and apparently in the scene of uh when Marsh Manor is watching the television he had Lucy Ball and or Lucille Ball excuse me and the guy from uh, the honeymooners uh, oh. as, as he like, like Marshall Manor shapeshifts into them, uh, one panel and he wasn't allowed to, and he was very, uh, very miffed about it. Let's put it that way to, to DC or to Warner yeah, Brothers. Fair. Excuse me. Well, so what do you think about this scene? I think I was actually confusing this scene when we, uh, talked about the book in our review. I was remembering this scene as if it was in the comic, but I don't yes, believe it is. This is not in the, this is not in the book. This is animated only. Hmm. Um, yeah, and instead of Wonder Woman being the one to tell Superman, oh, you need to be a leader, it's Lois Lane instead. And yeah, I guess that's okay, but I 
I guess, by the way, uh, Wildcat and Cook. So he's not fighting Muhammad Ali. He's fighting a guy named Cook. And Cook yeah, Jelson like, yeah, right. said they took the Sinatra out of there as well. They just said yes, Frank. they did. Yeah, they <laughs> just said Frank. Um, but and and this this scene here with the the dice, I don't believe uh, was in the book either. But I think it's okay. Yeah, though. it wasn't. Yeah. Uh where is I going though? Yeah, sorry, I derailed you there. <laughs> yeah, no, I lost my train of thought. You're talking about Darren Cook, control freak kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, and again, not fully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the um, oh, what's his name? That's the guy from The Simpsons as well, and a live action actor. I forget. Hank Azaria, or I can't hear the not Hank right Azaria. But... He's the he's f- uh, Fat Tony. Oh, Fat Tony. Yeah, that that actor. Oh. Yeah, I, I I can't place it right now. I just like to say I don't not I don't hate the actor who plays Iris, but that's not the voice I had in my head. Let's put it that way. No, yeah, I, I feel you there. Yeah, the guy anyway is still a crooner, so oh yeah, here's a little bit of the fight. Yeah, there's but that's all we get, and yeah, <sighs> I I don't know I. I I'm just, yeah, I, I don't know fully all what to say, but. <laughs> yeah, it, it I felt bad watching this because I was like, I mean, maybe people love this when this came out. I mean, I'm sure people were really excited to have all these animated movies, but. Like, maybe it was reading the book in such close succession. Yeah, it feels so like cliff notes, but it certainly is sparks notes almost. And I'm like, oh, there's a complete oh. story here. Why do we see his eyes like that? Isn't that James Aaron Taylor? That's uh, Obi Wan Kenobi himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that guy pops up everywhere. Uh, AKA, well, he's a voice actor for Pit Sakes. Why do he pulls his glasses down to see his eyes? I, I like, don't know. <laughs> or Titus from <laughs> Holy Crap! Is that guy dead? I don't know. Final Fantasy Ten. Well, we would have seen like red blood or chunks of stuff. Oh, Jeez. here we go. I like that. Little Dakota ring. <laughs> yep. Only in the fifties. <laughs> that was that that certainly was a gimmick back in the fifties, I believe. Oh. It broke uh what's it? Sonic Boom. Or... Yep. Yeah, there you go. Uh Mach one. There's I guess supposed to be Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle in the background. I like that he's got like his dames with him, like it's a sixties Batman episode. Absolutely, but they were also in the comic. Well, that's fair, but yeah. <laughs> it just makes me call back to that. There's always one dame in the, the gang. That's true. Yeah, usually who turns good at the end. Wasn't wait. It was actually stop. <laughs> uh, I guess so. Eh? Yeah, Batman charms her in some way or or something like that. <laughs> I always thought that was a really bizarre trope that they... What's with the glasses down? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's what it was. Um, I'm confused with Lois and, and her character in here because if you remember uh, our long discussion, she was against superheroes, I believe. Yeah, and like one line though, it was weird. Yeah, it, was, it was very weird. And, and I think I even said that I thought maybe she was like putting it on as like the you don't want to be associated with being a communist or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, one thing Darren oh. liked about this was that he actually we actually see where yeah. the bombs are. And oh yeah, I'll give him that. It yeah, was I like uh, that too. That's fun. And they still get the little part of him like zooming across Las Vegas, and that that is pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, but. Did he catch them all? I guess the trick wasn't the trick in this one. What do you mean? It really what was, was the trick? Just, 
Because the trick was he said there were six bombs, but he really only planted five. Yeah, there were only five. Yeah, but Flash didn't mention anything about that. It just looked like he found all the bombs. Oh, well, wait a second. Oh, wow, there's actually three uh, henchwomen. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> all girl gang. Um, still playing like, you know, you know <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> that, yeah, dang. The... What? What's with the glasses? What's Apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently Captain Cold here is a crooner. Apparently. Interesting. Uh, this here, this here's, you know, part of the, oh, here we go. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. So, and that, I don't, yeah, I don't like that because they, they, they waited on that. And I was like, did they wait on that on purpose? Yes, they did. But then we have this. Well, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess they, it would have been hard to do it in his thoughts. We felt out of place. I wish we had more monologues. I wish we had inner monologues, but nope. Everybody thinks yeah, they're corny. See, Flash, he did like kill him. Pretty much, eh? Yeah, I guess Flash maybe doesn't have the no kill rule. Like I said, I didn't really read any Flash comics or have much exposure. Well, it was it was only because he, you know, got Iris involved, and here's where we at least get like one part of the book I liked, which was flat like it's snowing in Las Vegas, and Flash just being like, yeah, yeah. If only the music wasn't there. Oh yeah, I I didn't like the music in this. No, me neither. It felt a little TV. And it, it certainly does. This feels. This does feel almost like it's a. It's a Justice League episode. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Mask of the Phantasm. I feel that same way with that. Yeah, it felt like they were gonna do it for TV, and then they just got a bit of a bigger budget. And it's like, hey, you gotta go to a movie. It's like, ah, uh, okay, right. You got it. Son. Yeah, maybe this would have worked better as a miniseries. Oh, certainly would have. But right, I can tell you up front right now, I actually don't like. The, the the characters or like the the look of the characters excuse me yeah the yeah they're a little too blocky yep but yeah and i do actually think the more i've seen some of the later like tim universe films and stuff i'm not a fan of the some of the design choices that they went with later on but it's too streamlined it's batman the animated series had a lot more like flowy uh, fluid animation in a way, and they started mm-hmm. getting a lot more blocky. Probably for saving money. I, I shouldn't. I don't want to sit here and complain and be a sourpuss about this, but I just noticed that everything's very blocky and very stilted. And I, you know, I'm the guy that always is like, yeah, you can do anything in animation, but they limited themselves to. I mean, I'm not saying I want. Could have been budget. Yeah, there you go. That's it. I'm not saying I I don't want animation here, but and the, the book itself was not like completely bombastic and and but I don't know my in, in my head when I was reading it it was like very fluid and then the scenes wrote themselves and or animated themselves almost. Yeah, there's a beautiful movement to the art. I mean, again, like we we talked about that one scene when they're like up in the elevator, and then in the same um, I think it was a was it a two page spread or a one page spread. When they first go to Ferris Aircraft. Oh, yeah. And they go down. It's pre- it's beautiful. Yeah. It, you just uh, infer the movement. Your eyes like naturally look from where the balloon bubbles are to like where they are again. It's it's wonderful. This this is the scene I mentioned earlier that I loved in the book. And I thought they just rushed through the lines and especially her. Um, was it two glasses line? Is that how she ends? Yeah, it? Two, two glasses. I thought they really I, I didn't like how they handled it yeah here. the voice directing there was a little weird on that and again andre romano is a very good at like she like directed pretty much anything 
Warner Brothers and Cartoon Network related stuff. So she's she's amazing. But I don't know what happened on this film. <laughs> yeah, it was so early. Maybe they were just there was like an unfamiliarity with how to do things at this time. I think you're right, because apparently a lot of people found this scene to be or not scene, but this this movie to be a lot more adult and or at least a lot more mature. And it's like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. I'm not beating it's It's not because in the real nowadays we don't have or we have like Castlevania and I don't know. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie that just recently came out, the animated one, I mean. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty good though. It's was, it's was, it was pretty decent. I think it was kind of like running off the coattails of uh, Castlevania, but doesn't matter to me because it's actually kind of explains Mortal Kombat's origin. Anyway, sorry, back to this. Oh, I gotta check that out. But even Returns feels like they handle the darkness or handle the uh, more mature element better. I still don't like some of the animation though. I wish they could have gone a little more with it. <laughs> Oh, in returns. Yeah, yeah, I can agree there. But that's that's a little. Um, before we keep going, sorry, I just want to say that sure. scene with uh with with Hal and Carol, uh, was animated or storyboarded by Laura Montgomery, and we will see more of her in Avatar. She's oh, cool. kind of, I think, a regular with Warner Brothers, and yeah, she's amazing. So we'll get more into her later on, but I think she did what what she did with that scene was okay. Like it's pretty much shot for shot of the book but yeah cl- close uh in this scene i forgot uh changes that uh, uh john orders his friend to go around into the back and then he just phases through i kind of like that um and then darwin cook mentions that in this scene in particular i actually don't like that's that. that's fair uh p- pardon me for quickly getting past this um he mentions that the the fighting in this scene is very natural Whereas a lot of people nowadays, uh, he said, was uh, cutting, especially in animation. I'm like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's fair. That That's weird that he's just sitting there kneeling. Like, that even seems more obvious that something weird's going on with him. That's that's fair. I mean, kind of inferred that in the book, that he was paralyzed with fear because, again, it's fire. So it's his, it's his kryptonite. But he was, like, on the ground. Like, he, his excuse when the guy comes to him is that he got knocked over from behind that's true you can't really say it there he's just like kneeling over like that's true <laughs> anyway what were you saying about uh not, you didn't like the idea of him phasing through yeah it just he's so worried about people finding him out i mean to phase through like that anyone could have seen him he knew those cultists were going to be there i mean they could have said something like he just phased right through the wall and then that could have raised some questions for him later if anyone believed those guys but we'll see he has like a ubisoft detective vision slash like detection meter <laughs> that allows him to like go through and not anybody have him be spotted but here's where we uh again first off the medallion's not even meant brought up the book's not even in this except for the dr smeasel book but the book with the viking in it that's not even in it mm yeah i guess and here's our first introduction introduction to colonel flag oh Uh, yeah that's weird except he's only got one g and this is pretty much shot for shot i think from the book albeit there's no letter to his brother which i again very much enjoyed but again that was a again i wish this this honestly could have used some inner dialogue or inner monologue people are so against that these days I guess just a lot of mishandling. Yeah. But again, one, one part of the 
you know, the, this adaptation that is interesting is that they did go for the idea that I had was uh, talking, keeping the center a little more in the focus and having people be affected by it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's definitely nice. And I'll say I enjoyed that part uh, about it a bit. Yeah, so while you're talking there, my um, YouTube did that thing where it like freezes for a few seconds here. Do you want to give me your timestamp real quick? Yeah, of course. Uh, right now I'm at uh, 24, 25 minutes. Oh, just 25? Yeah. Oh, okay. Were you ahead of me? Yeah. Uh, should I pause? Oh, no, no. I just okay. went back to, I'm at like 25.06 now. Okay, I'm at 25.14. Okay. <laughs> I'll move up a little bit. <laughs> I'll, <more>. uh, okay. <laughs> This is always the problem with remote podcasting. I, I'm sure we're close enough. Uh, so here's a new scene where we have, uh, not Larry, leader. Uh, I forget his name, but the scientist that we find at uh, GCP headquarters. Yeah, writing the center on a page right there. Yeah. Yep. Is Helen driving now? Pretty much. Cool. Again, we had some inner dialogue, I believe, or I think. I I know they were actually talking to each other. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but it's nice that they show him here. I mean, I, I didn't feel like we needed it in the book, but I it just helps streamline things a little bit for this movie. Well, I'm pretty sure the dialogue in that scene is different from uh, the book. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! Oh, right to here. Yeah, we do. Like we waste no time whatsoever. Like it's it's start and go. I wish this movie Did had we? been. Go ahead. Did we see that great scene with him and Ace when Ace tells him about how he has a job lined up for him there or job interview? Uh, that was way back right before uh, these two have dinner together. Oh, so we did get that scene. We did get that scene, but it was much different, I think. Mm. Yeah, we were probably talking over it, too. So we, we certainly were. <laughs> but I always love that scene in the book. So I was I'm glad they kept that, even if it was a little bit different. Dialogue was a little different, and I don't think they had they had less of it, but eh, whatever. Again, se- 70 minutes. Yeah. Well, here's that scene we were just talking about before with the motion uh, bit that we liked in the book. We were just gushing over it. Yep. <laughs> oh, there's King Faraday. So here's, yeah, the introduction of, of Faraday. Yeah, the, the Nick Fury of this movie, almost. Yeah, that, that's fair. It's a fair comparison. Played by our old buddy, Philip Morris, or at least my old buddy from uh, Smallville. Yep. Man, they just go to the point immediately. Yep. Uh, it really does just feel like there's something missing here. And this is not this is not to say uh, Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind situation, because there was only two volumes of that out when Miyazaki uh, 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 finally made it and released it. The movie, mm-hmm. I mean. He finished, he, he went, it was like 14 years of his life that he put time into that book. I mean, it was here, here and now, every now and then. It wasn't like constant. It was like, I don't know, every year he'd go back to it and finish it, uh, finish mm. a chapter or two. This is different. Like the whole book's already been a, the storyboarder for this movie or one of the storyboards for this movie is Darwin Cook. And he also was a creative consultant on it. So, but again, it is just that adaptation. This is an OVA and. I don't know. In the spirit of OVAs, I mean, then again, I've not watched many OVAs that are adaptations of different comic books. At least ones that you've read. Yeah. And 
you know, they get they also get straight to the point. Like characters don't exactly exist. We're just trying to see the most important scenes here. And yeah, that's fair. But some of the uh, you know challengers, the unknown, the losers scene, uh, the Suicide Squad, those scenes were kind of important. I, th- I think they oh, were yeah. very important. And in fact, we don't even get a dinosaur until the very end of the movie. Yeah, I think all that stuff really fleshes out the universe and kind of the vibe of the time. And this is this scene in particular of, you know, the, the confrontation between Batman and and um, and John just goes by way too fast, especially. Do, go ahead. I will just say I like Jeremy Sisto. I absolutely agree. He's he's wonderful as Batman, but he just he is just speeding through the lines, just speeding through the lines, especially the whole like book of matches uh, 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 speech that goes by mm-hmm. too quickly for me. I'm like. No, that's fair. Delivered perfectly, but that was way too fast. Now, do you know if he comes back for more Batman stuff in the future? Or Ah, uh, that's a good question. The guy who plays Commissioner Gordon on Gotham actually voices Batman in year one. Oh, okay. That's cool. There's huh. Captain At or Captain Yeah, excuse me. Uh there's there's Adam Strange and there was John Henry. Yeah. The only appearance of uh St- Steel oh, John Henry in this. Yeah. I keep wanting to say Steel, but yep. we I think we do see Steel. Uh, in that one <laughs> scene, but uh, here we go. Here's the again, good voice, but he's just going so fast. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, the impact is a little bit lessened. Yeah, I wish that he would have turned back to the Martian. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. See, but I like better in the book how he just kind of collapses into it. This actually jump scared. This this kind of like shocked me. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> It shocks me that it's actually Gorilla Grodd here. Yeah, no, it's not a small simian. Uh, it's an actual like big gorilla. Yeah, it's like it's not actually the trap. Oh, wait, but yeah, he's like a robot, right? Yeah, he's just a robot. I mean, I don't know what he was in the original either. It was weird what he was, but it just disordered his. I think he was just a prop with like some disordering bomb or something like that to really mess him up. Yeah, once he came into like the vicinity of the uh, prop, it all like blew up on him. Also, uh, kind of miss little minor nitpick, but uh, I wish the smoke were pink because it was pink yeah. in the comic. <laughs> That's really nitpicky. Uh, also, yeah, here's where uh, Darwin complained. He was like, "Why isn't that Faraday?" Yeah, that should be Faraday. Yeah, and it's not, but uh, whatever. That's really strange. Hmm. Yet, along with that pink to, you know, another thing that is pink is um, from Akira. This is also not an Akira problem of where it's a phone book length uh, uh, adaptation where it's only two hours instead. No, it's just this is, I, I mean, again, New Frontier is only 200, 200, 400 pages, whereas Akira is 2,000 pages. But uh, they they were able to make that movie into something coherent. And th- this is well, but again, it just feels like things are going by very quickly. And Akira also had that problem as well, where they would go past a lot of scenes sometimes. Well, I'll be honest. Yeah, but when you when you it's it's a different sort of thing, because a lot of it's um, inferred and implied and you kind of have to put piece things together because of all the, like, the weird surrealist stuff. This is trying to be much more lean, linear and easier to follow. That's true. I don't think they were talking about Mars here, though. I don't think the original scene was in the book was about Mars. It was something else. 
Um, no, it was about Mars because that's how he realizes. Um, because then he shakes King's hand. And he's like, "It was all true. Everything that guy said was true." It was from King though himself. I don't think um, leader here actually said anything about Mars. No, he he did. Okay. Because that's that's why he meant it was all true. Like everything that crazy guy said was true. Okay, fair enough. Can't even remember that now. <laughs> I will say I remember one thing from the book that I forgot to mention was you know now that I forget to mention anything. Uh, I like the exchange between Superman and Batman where they say like Superman was on the inside and Batman was on the outside. It's all like this grand plan. I'll, there's Gordon, by the way, who says nothing. Yeah. <laughs> He's just gone. He was there when, like, we, we were in the interrogation room first, and then he's like there, and just again says nothing whatsoever. Yeah, but I know again. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, cliff notes. They they gotta shoot by it again. I also question. We mentioned the, the nerve gas, the the viruses, and the uh, hydrogen bomb. Oh yeah, here's another. I think verbal uh, explanation of of John Henry being there. It makes me wonder if they should have even included this. Because it's so nothing. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and but, that's when the flash interrupts. Interesting. It was a bit of time later, though. I thought it was. Yeah, it's quite a bit later. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I guess good time to do it both. Yeah, needed to give the impact here. It wasn't even Cronkite in the original that was giving the report about John Henry was that at least in my mind, Rod Sterling character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess it probably wasn't actually quite a bit later. It just may have been, it seemed like a lot had happened in between. It was probably still the same day in the book. Yeah. I will say this. I like some of the background characters kind of like, you know, saying, Oh yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. I like that too. Oh, here we go. This is nice. Uh, here's another. Yeah. Here's, yeah. There's Rosa Parks. I, guess i missed that part and malcolm x in the background there's first introduction of ray palmer there's the losers well i don't remember about that dinosaur island yeah uh but in yeah in the in in the book there was a superman batman they were applying like oh yeah no you were they had this like grand plan of like oh yeah i'm in the uh, i'm in the inside you're in the outside and we're trying to change both sides Uh, that's interesting to know i don't know if that like save superman as as face or whatnot of like oh yeah like what about all the civil rights stuff though yeah it, i don't know if it does save face for superman in that book i think he was quite uh, poorly represented there but for good reason yeah of course and then this uh again when when john shakes faraday's hand i got a question like wouldn't he know about all the the weapons on board the spaceship yeah how did he know where to find the bat cave here uh, we don't know. I guess just tele- telepathically, like, <laughs> discern where his scent was. I don't know. So I guess he knows who Batman is now. I think they said, like, <laughs> I have my ways for doing, for finding out. But yeah, instead of going, calling on uh, the bat, or using the bat signal to get him, he just literally goes in the bat cave instead. Yeah, I I prefer the, uh, the signal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and here we also have how initially he's he's actually gonna fly he's gonna be in the, that's weird yeah that is weird that's, that's weird uh but yeah how's actually <laughs> flying uh in the mission instead of being on ground control well it's just smoother i guess yeah gives him a character arc uh well less of a character arc but that's true 
satisfies his character, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Cook said here that yeah, just because John's invisible doesn't mean that he can't be seen by the his 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 shape can't be seen by smoke, which is true. Although if he was intangible, uh, he'd be fine. And I got a question: why he didn't just phase inside the rocket? I guess he was going to hold onto it the whole time. That's a little weird. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Like huh. he's, it's almost like he's just going to hold onto it the whole time. It's like <laughs> you could go inside. I mean, yes, there's the whole mass problem of extra mass on there. Yeah, he could have phased in just then. Screw that bastard. Leave, buddy. Yeah, man, just go. Get out. Look at that. We also see him save him. Leaping up there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and the smoke looks good. I will say when they go into the atmosphere, it kind of is, it is pretty good. Yeah, the smoke is actually really good. <laughs> Did he just pretend to pass out? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so that they would see him as disarmed and he wouldn't just yeah. immediately shoot. Maybe. Oh, but I was going to say, uh, I thought it was too bad that they didn't play up the corny as a comic book um, element. Oh, yeah. Detective John Jones. Yeah, that's that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, well, because it seemed to really fit the John Jones character. They would be like that at this time. And if this uh, is 1957 or 1959 or whatever it is, uh, all of a sudden the Iron Giant comes in and smashes into the rocket. <laughs> oh, no. Well, another <laughs> alien does come in, though. Yeah, you got to pick that one of these days because I barely remember that movie. I wish that Brad Bird had directed this. And it was like a feature length film. Again, sorry, two hours. Or any DC animated flick. That'd be cool. I think he has the sensibilities to do that, but unfortunately he's with the big D. There you go. Nerve gas, germ bomb, and even nuclear. So like, wouldn't, wouldn't John know about that? If you, if you read Faraday's mind, maybe the handshake was so brief that he only started to get the glimpses of it. And then he pulled away. <sighs> Fair enough. That's the only, the only thing I can do to, uh... he got the sparks notes version of it. The clip notes. Yeah. Is this where we get the reference to uh, the 2001 the Space Odyssey reference? Um, oh, maybe, maybe it's not this bit. Maybe it's in the uh, inside the center. I maybe. can't remember where it is, but. Well, that went by fast. And yeah, this whole part is new to the uh, to the movie. It's not in the book because, you know, Hal's oh, now yeah. on the on the spaceship. Oh, yeah. Bishop six as as and challengers aren't here. Yep. Challengers aren't here to rescue them and divert the bombs. Instead, we have a you know little fight scene between these two. I don't know how that would work. Punching somebody with a helmet on. Seems weird. Yeah, I, I don't know. Honestly, when I was watching this before, I started to get disengaged around this point. Yeah. How is he holding on? That's that's he's he's literally like going down, accelerating many G's and he's holding on somehow. I think I actually started my reread of the book near the end of this movie. So I may not have yeah. even been paying attention properly at the end. Well, when I watched this last night, it went by so quickly. I was like, holy smokes, that was quick. That's fair. Yeah, I Cap and Eric say this is still like one of the top five animated movies, and I'm like, uh, oh wow, really? I don't know about this. I would say uh, Crisis on Two Earths was better representation of the book than this, but again, I didn't like that book so much. So <laughs> that's very much not even close to the book at all. <laughs> very different from the book. 
Well, that's fair. I, I'm going to go back and reread that before we watch the movie. Okay, Maybe. good. Yeah, we're going to watch that soon. I'm going to read them all beforehand. So You very much need to because it's. I think it's required. But anyway, sorry to this. Yeah, Rick Flag finishes the mission and without uh, Grace alongside of him, but to see what things could have been. But oh, well. Let's see here. So now we have another scene of Bishop Six, whoever that is, uh, coming back. Here we go. Only saving one guy this time. Not even burnt up. (laughs) Got a little bit of muck on him. Space dust. Muck, that's that's singe, man. That's I don't know what space dust. That's (laughs) like, you know, friction from the atmosphere. She sure touched him. He's not a little crispy. (laughs) Uh Cook praised the scene for the for it being dialogue less, and yeah, that's that's fair. But I feel I don't know. I, the animation doesn't make it look as great. Like if again, if it was animation from the Iron Giant, oh man, that would make it look beautiful. Yeah, it's too bad. I wish we had someone on here who's more positive on this film because I yeah. do feel bad judging it so harshly compared. Well, to- yeah, but I, I, it's it's the whole like, well, an adaptation is better than it not being here at all or and not being uh put out at all being created at all i can't speak right now i guess that's fair i wouldn't have i probably wouldn't have read it otherwise i would have still read it even without this yeah but i had such a bias against justice league books or team books in general i never read avengers books either still don't for whatever reason i just got a weird bias against team books i always think they're kind of um no comment <laughs> Silly and inconsequential Ultimates. for some reason. You read yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that. The bit of it that I read, the first three issues. Yeah. Um, I like this change actually here. Well, it sets up something that's a little weird about how... Well, well, we'll see in a second. But yeah, back to that other scene. That felt like a weird shot, but... Um, <laughs> oh, geez. Uh, but um, yeah, with Superman being... Talking to Faraday about him, is, that was interesting. Right here, it says things have changed here. A lot of things... Again, out of nowhere, that's a little weird. Yeah, it's a very different representation of Superman than we had in the comic. He's much more the typical kind of proactive and not so passive. Even though he has the whole uh, not being partisan speech at the end, but, but again, here where the I, I, the 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 Amazon that she was fighting had none of these this dialogue of her like kind of attacking her for not being a leader or not or being a bad leader i guess i don't, I don't know it's, it's a little it's weird i came out of nowhere much time in the world of men and not enough time on the island and we need a real leader no i kind of like that it did come out of nowhere but yeah it gave that scene a little bit more tension yeah i guess so even though it didn't really matter because it was the I don't know. It was is the, the the island was coming to destroy them all. So yeah, it could almost make you wonder if the center is putting off like a negative vibe. Like maybe had it not been coming close, then maybe she wouldn't have had attack like that. Actually, uh, Darwin Cook explained this in his commentary that it's a targeting evil, literally evil, weak minded individuals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I mean, that's word of God. So I I'm I believe that. Or at least maybe not evil, but like those with weak minds. <laughs> is it targeting and like um, like feeding on it and building that feeling or just attracted to them? Either attracted or possessing the, the attracted beings. 
or the mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the weak beings. Pardon me. So that's like Captain Cold was weak. Uh, the obviously the the leader or the the cult leader was weak, uh, and Dr. apparently Seuss. some of these. Yeah, Doctor <laughs> Seuss apparently was weak, and so was uh, the one first uh, test pilot guy or uh, scientist guy. But here's an animation error right there where he coughs. So his arms black for some reason, and the next scene right there you see his white glove. That's weird. Yeah, not his arm, but his hand. Excuse me. But he has a glove. Um, that we get this scene here, and we just got the same scene with Kyle Rayner just a little while ago. With oh them. yeah, it's kind of funny. Except uh, Abinser was in the sh- was in a ship, whereas he himself here was uh, mm. just flying. Yeah, slight difference there, but <laughs> it, it was just funny reading the comic so quickly after uh, uh, seeing that episode. Yeah, indeed. Darwin Cook said that he kind of stuck to the Hal Jordan origin, pretty, for, like the original one, fairly close. And I mean like the 50s version uh, with Abinsur coming to Earth and being bathed in yellow light. And that's how he crashed down. Mm. And I'm like, OK, that's that's fair. Yeah, I can't remember if they do that in the movie, too, but yeah, I'm going to say I don't know about the movie, but it's been a, been a while. <laughs> So it's nice that they kind of kept this here, but mm-hmm. was that the first reference back or did maybe it was in that scene with Ace and him? I'm sure they mentioned it there of what of him being about a, him you know, uh, being beat up by the killing that guy in the war. Uh, no, I think actually it was moved to with Carol uh, in their dinner. Oh, OK. I actually was surprised by that. I was like, oh, wow, they actually did it in that instead. Oh man, there's some of the Kirby circles almost. I don't know if you saw that in the background. I wish we had the scene of him like putting it on and we see like the Kirby circles, the weird energy in the background. That was that was what a that was a good scene in the book. Yeah, all this stuff in the book. I this is some of my favorite stuff, all the Green Lantern bits. A lot of the a lot of the again, this is a movie where you literally just take all the the, the story and again use them as storyboards. Every panel is a storyboard and they did that, but I don't know if they did that perfectly. Uh, another quick thing here is that this scene was uh, storyboarded by Joaquim Dos Santos, another heavily, heavily uh, involved member of Avatar oh, and, cool. and writer as well. So again, oh. a regular at uh, Warner Brothers Animation, I believe, and Cartoon Network. So actually with Laura Montgomery actually directed the Wonder Woman movie, the next one after this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to those. Yeah. I mean, never watched that one, so... <laughs> Even though I own it. <laughs> Have you seen most of these, or would you say, like, half or... Uh, up to half? a point, I saw half, I'd say. I, I kept up with them. Like I said, I haven't watched Wonder Woman. I didn't watch both Green Lanterns. I meant to. But I never had a legal platform to watch them. I should have just watched them illegally. <laughs> I upfront don't like the assault on an Arkham movie. I thought that was pretty dumb. Yeah, I've heard bad things about that one. And here's the first appearance and only appearance of the dinosaurs. Is this the only appearance? I thought we saw more in the end. I mean, yeah, at the end, yes. But like, this is the first appearance. Whereas, you know, we oh, had okay. them all around the whole book, surrounded by the whole book. That was a pretty fluid shot. I'll say that. Yeah, that was. Uh, I also like the fact that it flapped its wings and used uh, the turbulence from that. Uh, and or the, 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 the force of its wings 
uh, to knock everyone back. But yeah, that's awesome. Him going into the sand. <laughs> yeah, that's actually something that enhances the book a little more. Uh, here's oh, here we go. Yeah, it's funny that we see red blood here, but then before it was like almost purple blood. Like when Hal shot that uh, soldier and the blood went on his face, it almost. Oh looked like yeah, purple. it looked. Yeah, that's a little weird, and it's it still looks a little jammy here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I've been spoiled by OVAs. This is certainly <laughs> not as gory as OVAs of of yesteryear are, but. <laughs> That's fair for an American children's cartoon, not cartoon, but for a mainstream cartoon characters, almost it's, it's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, it's going for it. They could have just kept the blood off there, you know? I mean, again, it's, it's still like some of the OVAs I've, I've seen the, the blood does kind of make me wince. Whereas with Castlevania or the moral combat movie I was telling you about, I guess I'm desensitized. It just doesn't affect me. The blood is is not as gory as it should be. Well, that's fair. <laughs> uh, but here's the... I guess, yeah, this is pretty much the same scene from the book. I believe they were still playing chess when he was talking about his... Uh, because, you know, I've looked into your mind and you're actually a good man. I think it's the actually, same. No, I don't think it was that scene. It was yeah. later on they went to have a relationship where they're playing chess and stuff. That was yeah, you're the... right. They, you're right. They have the fir- first. They have the conversation about uh, how you're a good man. That's right. Yeah, in the cell, and then they play chess. Yeah, then they start to like <laughs> plan the whole attack together, which I, I thought was funny. Yeah, exactly. And then we have this, uh, this kind of felt a little weird. This, uh, uh, again, from the book, but this felt weird in when you actually talk about it. It's so weird. The, the, there's so many, like, you know, people who watch Japanese animation, and there's a lot of Japanese animation that's based off comic books there. And it's like, you know, they're either a, a comic book purist or they're an animation purist. There's a lot more comic book purists than there are animated purists over there. But yeah, it's almost like, ah, the book's better. I mean, that's almost always the case. There's rarely a case that I see where the movie's better than the book. Like, once you read Ultimates and then we watch the Ultimates movie, you're going to just see, like, a big dip. But that's, like, they didn't even... I don't even think they could have done the Ultimates justice. Mm. I will say this here. This... Not so much this part. Darwin was... Enjoyed this part. I think he said this is, like, pretty much what he wanted from the book. Yeah, I wish it was a little bit more grainy, like it was in the comic. But yeah, that shot right there with the uh, with the center was like I think my favorite part of the movie. Just like the static part of it going over across. Yeah, that was like my favorite part. It was really cool. Yep, it literally is like translation. Yeah, so we the saw barbershop shot. Yeah, we got oh. the barbershop shot, but that was from that was about yeah. John Wilson. Yeah, that's why it's weird they put it there. Yeah, and the same thing with we saw Metropolis, and we kind of see a Lois look alike there but not a Clark mm-hmm. lookalike there. And I'm just like, ah, uh, what the hey? Yeah, a little bit of a weird reuse there. This scene is pretty much the same from the... I, I was surprised that Neil Patrick Harris was the Flash, but eh, I, I'm, I'm not... I got no impact at all. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> feeling it. Like, no offense to... I don't think anyone's acting as bad in this movie. There might be a few scenes where it was like, I don't know, because it's the whole on-screen actor versus anime uh, 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 voice actor. And I'd rather yeah. go with the voice actor than the on-screen actor because voice actors are 
you know, specialized in this form of stuff. Yeah, that's fair. It was kind of my disappointment because I got so excited when I saw the cast. But yeah, none of them really, except for Jeremy Sisto, I thought none of them really kind of embodied the characters. It just kind of. Yeah, even 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 Phil Morris and Phil Morris is a voice actor. He's both an on-screen actor and a voice actor. And I don't know, he just something was up with his performance. Again, not terrible, but just like it was it was off for some reason. Yeah, I I can't really place what it is, but yeah, none of them really yeah, become the characters. Again, all good actors in their own right. It's just this this I don't know the direction, the acting in this one was a little weird. It could have been the script, maybe. On a point, that's no. probably it. Yeah. And yeah, David Borean is here. I can't even really hear Angel in there at all. Or, and so you know, it's <laughs> just fair. ah, the scene. I like I I gushed about that 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 part in the book, and I felt nothing in that in the in the animation here. Yeah, he doesn't punch Faraday here, right? Nope. Because Faraday, remember, Faraday doesn't even, yeah. like, shoot him because it's just a guy in a mask or in a gas mask, excuse me. Yeah, no, I, they, they certainly, you know, distilled a lot of stuff from the book. They had to, but something was almost like the script needed another rewrite. And again, not to add more characters, but like maybe maybe to cut stuff, yeah, cut some more stuff out. Maybe it was just too big for the, the runtime. Yeah, again, 70 minutes for 400 pages of non-linearity again it's it's almost an episode you almost would have to do like shorts imagine if you did like if this was released as shorts and then the final part was like 20 minutes well that's what i'm saying miniseries like maybe like 10 20 22 minute episodes maybe you could have told it better that way or or tartakovsky's clone wars i i think there was too much plot and too much talking for that Maybe the second season, but yeah, it's true because that was more focused. But that first season was very no- was nonlinear. Yeah, but there was like almost no talking. There was no time for long. Scenes. Actually, that's true because that made sense because there was barely any talking. This is a very like that that book is very talkative. Yeah, so much talk and not even really a lot of action. Really, uh, Cook here explains his Jamie Lee uh, psycho. I guess formula slash a uh, 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 trope of you know having a le- leading off with the character and then apparently killing them. Oh yeah, like he <laughs> he he literally line drops uh, Psycho. Yeah, not Jamie Lee. What's her mom's name now? Oh, sorry. Yeah, not Jamie Lee. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Yeah, thank you. Part part me. Yeah, Janet Lee. Oh, yeah, I guess these aren't even really dinosaurs here. They're just like creatures. Yeah. There we go. Fry them. Yep. Eggs Benedict. Fry that big thing, buddy. Oh, yep. fuck. Oh, whoopsie daisy. Was that kryptonite energy? <laughs> Holy crap. Maybe it was magic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's stunned. <laughs> I mean, hey, they, they certainly got it in the book. I was like, oh, boy. Yep. And again, as as Cook was saying, he wants the heroes of the new to be able to take to to, to be able to win the day and not uh, the heroes of old, 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 excuse me. That's fair. Yeah, I thought this, I guess Jimmy's really been a non-entity in this too. Doesn't have a line. Doesn't even drop a line. 
Yeah, I guess you wouldn't even really know that was him or, or think that that was him. Yeah. Except for just the connection to Lois Lane, but... Oh. Again, I... No offense to the actor, but that just did not sound right in my head when I was reading it. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe in the future. Maybe we should try not to compare so much, because I, I, it's hard, actually. It's, it's like, impossible. I... It's honestly hard because I, I think Christ on two earths is a better adaptation. You're right in that it's, it deviates a lot from the book more. Yeah. And to be fair, I think I mentioned this before. I didn't like that book when I bought it. I bought the, the comic in the movie pack. Yep. And so I didn't even bother watching the movie until like two years after I read it. So it was pretty rusty in my brain. Whereas I prefer the book over the movie, but still like the book again, the, the movie is supposed to be, a Justice League, a Bruce Tim Justice League episode, but longer. I could see it. I could definitely see it. But they they eventually don't do that. But anyway, so here's Ray Palmer out of nowhere. Not really. I mean, we 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 set him up with the book, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, he was as set up here as he was in the comic, basically. Except Adam Strange goes to get him, and instead it's Batman uh, who grows to grab him. Yeah, Strange isn't in this though, right? No, he is. Oh, you'll see him in the background. He, I pointed him out beforehand. Excuse me. <laughs> Morgan sound like an idiot there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I was just thinking of if I saw this as a kid, what would I think? Would I even really notice Ace Morgan as a character? Would I know that, that was him just then? Yeah, like, would you be, oh, it's just a background character who actually talks this time. And it's like, no, that character has so much to do in the comics. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's had a couple lines here or there, but... Nothing really impactful. Yeah, of course. Oh yeah, here comes the shot that I, you know, is great in the movie, but or in the in the book, excuse me, but I actually didn't love that one big spread of them. Really? Together. Yeah, something about it. I just I don't love those kind of. That's more like a cover than something you'd see in a book. I think. Yeah, uh, sometimes those don't ever need to be covers. Can make some better covers sometimes, but <laughs> that's fair. Whatever. Yeah, there was Adam Strange in the background. He was floating very weirdly. I'll say that it was very weird. <laughs> you can just see like his hands. <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. It was honestly, <laughs> very weird. Uh. All right, let's go, boys. Let's go. Still better than Iron Giant. <laughs> Stop comparing, you idiot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, that's not a bad shot. I'll say that with yeah. the planes going up. That's that's pretty cool. And the water and the background. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But all of a sudden, just transitions to daytime. Like, what? <laughs> Do you know what year the Crisis on Tours came out? 10? I think, oh. Yeah, it was, either, oh, wow. it was 10 and same year as, uh, as Under the Hood. Red Hood, excuse me. Yeah, wow. Only two years. Because I remember the animation being so much better than this. Oh, this looks so weird. Like their their firing yeah. is is honestly like yeah, I don't know. It does look weird. Hey, was that uh that that uh, dragony looking guy? That was kind of fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, who looked like uh, uh Haku almost. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I, this is yeah. The animation is a little weird here. Yeah, it's like it's getting almost too too complex for them to handle. A little bit. Something like that. I wonder if it's better to do all the complex shots first before doing all the simple yeah. shots later because simple shots don't require as much stress. Trainer. Or vice versa, I don't know. 
Yeah, here's a we almost have a one take here in a way. Oh yeah, that's true. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's definitely ambitious. Some of this makes me think of uh, sky crawlers. <laughs> I don't know why. There's no reason for it to, except for just the plane connection. But <laughs> yeah, I gotta I gotta watch that at some point. Yeah, I really want to rewatch it. I I really I really like that flip, but this is weird. Like. All of a sudden, like Batman just electrocutes them all. It's like um, Superman killed a bunch of these things. I think your no rule, your your no kill rule applies here, because these are spawns. Maybe he just thinks that they're like mindless beasts. Maybe he doesn't mind killing animals, which is kind of wrong. But <laughs> Hawk, ah, uh, okay. Well, that's like their only line there. I think even in the, <laughs> both in movie and book. Yeah, they were like they're kind of a non-entity in the book, but there's strange. Just there for oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, just there for the reference. There was the challengers of the unknown. Oh yeah, there's the challengers. Yeah, yep. It's there for like one second. Yep. And here's where all oh. of a sudden the empathy of of the center goes into John and just makes him go nuts. But turns him into one of those beasties. Yeah. I also like to say I pref- yeah like little stickies out of them. <laughs> I prefer the John the, the reptilian look in the uh, in the in the in the book a lot more yeah. than this. Well, again, such the clunky kind of. Oh, and here's where I'm like, I don't know about this one. This one's it's. I'm glad they got the reference, but I don't know, man. That's yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. That's that's John Cloud, man. Like that was that was yeah. John Cloud's whole character. Yeah, you gotta feel bad. They kind of took that away from him, but he's not here at all. So I like this part though that they kept a bit of of you know him going Im- Im- impotent almost. Oh, there's like the purple blood again. Yeah, you think it was too bad they took away him killing him? Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't do that because maybe kids would be like, oh, he killed him on purpose. It's like no, it was. If if we had Keith David speak as the center, then I think kids would figure out if kids any kids are watching this, kids would figure out, oh, it's the center, you know, killing yeah. Faraday, not so much John. It's just center is using John as a vessel. It could have also been maybe they thought there wasn't enough of a relationship for that scene to play the right way. Probably not. No, I think here's when we get the two thousand one reference. <laughs> trying to remember what that is i don't even know if that was in the book at all no it's not i'll point it out when it shows up <laughs> i mean of course this all you could say is 2001 in a way but yeah i mean it was already in the book but oh yeah, yeah. right here yeah we at least get some of this but i, yeah, I love this stuff <laughs> being a dick but i don't know if we go far enough with it <laughs> I think they're going. They're they're trying. There are the yellow uh, or organic blobs or jam blobs. It still looks like jams falling on them. Oh, is it just him and uh, Ace that went in? Uh, yeah. There's no Nathaniel Adams. Mm. Which again, oh. yeah, cut for good reasons. I know why. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's a little cleaner. Yeah, that's Raymond Ra- Rain and Raspberry Jam. Ay, ay, ay. They're getting jammed. <laughs> Raspberry. No, strawberry, I think. <laughs> what was that jammed thing? What was that in again? Spaceballs. Spaceballs. There you go. Yep. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that. we got to break that out. 
whenever we rewatch Star Wars, we'll do a whole bunch of the knockoffs, like Star Crash. Oh my! It seems as though he's been Tetsuoed. <laughs> nope. And here they are. Oh yeah, and this is feels like Akira right here. It, yes, but I. And he's pulling that beautiful, like crisp light. Oh man. Yeah, that's that's fair, but I don't know. Rob Rob Robin Atkin Downs is 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 a good actor, but or voice actor, but I don't know. I didn't. That's not what I thought of in in the in the in the scene in the book. <laughs> that's fair. I do like how the Green Lantern looks here. You know. Oh yeah. There goes the nuke. Here it's mine being. Yeah, it's funny. I always had a liking for the Green Lanterns, mainly from the Justice League animated series, but I think it was because the only comics I read were Guy Gardner. I never had any interest in reading Green Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> but re- after reading this book, it's made me want to go back a lot more. Even yeah. watching Justice League was making me want to go back. But yeah, There you go. Later. Where's your... You put some mask on beforehand. Oh, did I miss the 2001 reference? Oh, fuck. I think I did miss it. I guess so. I mean, I assumed it was like when they were going fast okay there's still pterodactyls attacking aren't you guys shouldn't you guys you know still be doing air control yeah someone someone said open the bombay doors and then it was like a little stop and they say how oh yeah i guess so all right that looks ridiculous i'm sorry that looks (laughs) utterly ridiculous when he's like running in the air like a little bit in the in the in the book it's fine because it's they're using lines instead and it looks amazing in that but Darwin seemed to be okay with this so far. He seemed to be, and he's very happy and very proud of the the crew that handled this. And yeah, it's, there there is some good animation here, but I don't know, it's just a little too streamlined and clean for me. Yeah, I can agree there. You mean just in terms of the art, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's way too clean to be something that of Cook's standards. I'll say that, or at least of what he animated. Yeah, you can't, it's hard to compare. I mean, it's just completely different level. I mean, hey, I was at least glad that we had the amazing screw-on head uh, that basically is almost book-to-screen adaptation of, of Magnolia's art. Yeah, pretty close, yeah. Oh, yeah, did you read that beforehand? I, I can't remember. No, I still <laughs> haven't. Oh, okay. Uh-oh, it's coming this way. Oh man, it feels like that scene from Tarkovsky's Clone Wars of the big pneumatic hammer just coming down, eh? Oh yeah, I love that thing. I thought they kind of homaged it in Solo. I'm trying to remember what that was now. That's oh, funny that they show him dropping. It was the big ship that Paul Bettany was floating around in, but yeah, maybe probably not. Oh yeah, that yeah, that's yeah okay. yeah it's and it's too bad we didn't get more keith david too just the beginning then right here oh yeah i wish we had more of the center stuff i'm sorry i'm just a spoiled like you know fan right now <laughs> i didn't feel like we got a ton of it in the book either maybe it would have been nice to kind of differentiate between them if we got more of a focus here i mean they they sort of go for, they, they do a lot more with the center here like again they have we have more scenes of it controlling other people but i wish we did more of it yeah got more of a sense of 
yeah, what its ideology is, because I don't even think you get any of it here. No, it's I, I guess from the beginning. It wants to like, why is it at Cape Canaveral? Well, in the in the movie or in the book, it's because it wants to get it off of Earth because it hates humanity. Here, it's like, oh, it wants to destroy humanity. Yeah. <laughs> did he like say no at the end? Maybe. Is that Darth Vader? <laughs> Probably. I think he did actually. Where is Padme? <laughs> I can't censor. <laughs> oh. Or whatever he says. I don't remember. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever happened to that, Hell Jordan? And then we have literally from out of nowhere. <laughs> yes. He wanted Cook admits he wanted to do more with, you know, the King of the Sea, but you know, couldn't do everything, which is okay. But he at least set up the fact that he exists. And we mm-hmm. had another line drop of like all the fish surrounding the center of like counterbalance or counterflowing the uh, turbulence of it. This comes out of freaking nowhere. Yeah, that's fair. And we got like that two pages of Aquaman only, but it's better than this. Also, King Arthur of Atlantis. Like, come on. Not King of Atlantis. I would have actually preferred the ending that Cook had in mind, which he never had, which I don't know if you know about. Nope. So, initially, the... Here's what we can talk about. The the book was going to end with Superman and Aquaman on an island. So, Aquaman saved him and got him to an island somewhere. Oh, I guess Bermuda, maybe. Cool. Um, and it would have been very more introspective and, and cautionary and that would have really been cool, but he cut that because I guess he wanted to, again, do this scene, uh, of the new frontier and have it be a lot more hopeful. And the fact that Superman was, was shirtless and so was Aquaman and he was like, <laughs> came across as gay. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it just didn't fit the scene. Hey, what's yeah. 2004? <laughs> I, again, he, he said he had no problem with it. He just like, he didn't think it fit the scene. It's nice know. that we get to hear his voice here, though. That's, that's a nice change. Oh, yeah. like That's actually the voice of Kennedy, correct? Yep. Nice. We at least get some of these panels, which is, I, I guess, nice. Yeah, no, this is cool. This is a good way to end. Although I'm pretty sure they're out of order because the Doomsday Clock comes like first. And same with uh, John Henry Irons right there. Yeah, again. Even Rick Flagg Jr., that's that's out of nowhere, by the way. Rick Flagg Jr., it's like, what is that? Because there was no line dropped about how um Flag had a or Rick yeah, Rick Flagg had a son. Like, <laughs> like literally bro- nothing at all. Endlessly flapping. <laughs> There's a few more added characters here. I think Riddler's added there. I thought Riddler was in there. Uh, maybe not. Joker's added in there. Cause there's a giant Joker that they fight. Yeah, with the guns, yeah. yeah. And that's right from the book. Yep. It's a straight up Darwin Cook image. Yeah. Fun fact that apparently at the end of the in the book that I, I missed this, he actually pointed this out to me uh, in the in the commentary of not the commentary, but the commentary of the book in this is that there's apparently an image at the end of when the center gets destroyed in space of like this piece of it that looks like a star. And he's implying that Oh, maybe the maybe that piece was Starro because they look similar and they're both they all both have mind control abilities. So maybe yeah, Starro is just the center. I don't know. 
I'm like, ah, that's not a bad idea. I, I kind of like that notion. He's he's not he's not totally implying that, but he's just like, ah, maybe if people want to believe that, it's not. It's I I I support that. I forgot to uh, point out my old buddy, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, playing uh, Superman. There, he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> Again, not. I don't know if there's any miscasting. Some of the women didn't sound the best, but that's just me. Dar- Darwin Cook. There you go. He was the character design and the and the uh, storyboard. Go ahead. Yeah, Lucy Lawless. I I can't really see her as Wonder Woman for whatever reason. You would think it would work, but I don't know. The voice just doesn't match for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a little miffed. I mean, I I know they did some stuff. Like they they went to the trouble to put the excuse me the Wonder Woman commemorative edition. As a trailer and the Harley Quinn movie, not movie, but like Batman and Harley Quinn animated feature, which you don't want to know about. <laughs> and, but they don't have the decency to put in the credits Batman created by Bill Finger and Bob Kane. They just have Bob Kane still there. And it's like, come on. Yeah, because I was watching all the Batman stuff a little while ago. I think it was on Mask of the Phantasm and also uh, Forever and Batman and Robin. Yeah, just said by bob kane oh golly i mean i know that was only recently finally <laughs> you know overturned but like come on mm-hmm. like they put out this commemorative vision i was i really was expecting them to at least add that now like from going forward add that to everything now god do you remember bob kane's wife and the schumacher batman movies i don't actually <laughs> she plays a character called gossip gertie so annoying <laughs> i forgot how annoying it is but, oh, but anyway there's David Bullock again. Main title concepts. Yep. Oh, I forget who did the title. I think it was. I don't know who did the title. But whoever the again, whoever did the title cards uh, in this, like you know, for the the Saul Bass inspired title cards. <laughs> yeah. Congrat. Like, do it again, please. I want to see more of that. If only. It was too bad we missed out on the Wonder Woman kissing Superman scene too. Oh yeah, that. It's too bad they cut. But yeah, overall, I was as the first of our DC animated entries. I was kind of let down by this one. Flipping my sign, kind of made it apparent before, but not feeling it. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. If you, if again, if you enjoy this, fantastic. And if you only watch this and never read the book, please go read the book. Like, I mm-hmm. can't. I don't. It, you will obviously listen if you listen to that episode. However long it's going to take understand the book is great it's <laughs> our, our review yeah it's so good <laughs> three hour review <laughs> it's so good like yeah you guys all have to read the book please yeah it's excellent and i feel bad because it's so i, I don't want to say cliche because i think that's stupid but it's so overdone with comparing books to movies because it's like it's always better it's always better yeah <laughs> save for maybe a few instances there there are of course several exceptions the rule but that's specific it's not always the rule thank you all for watching (laughs) another version version another edition well yeah version uh of the dc universe yeah and i guess we'll just quickly lay out our little schedule that we've got here so we watch this one we're gonna watch the next two justice league films that came out before flashpoint paradox yes that's crisis on two earths and Doom. doom doom yeah and I've seen the next one, but I've not seen Doom, and I know that Doom's a direct sequel, so I'm gonna. Well, it's okay. Oh. It's it's complicated. Oh, okay. Oh, based off a comic. 
Yeah, it's based off of the the uh, Tower of Babel by Mark Wade. Excuse me. Oh, okay. And it's Dwayne McDuffie's last uh, directed movie or directed feature, excuse me, oh. and written. Did he direct it? I think he did. But before he uh, died of cancer. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Another great soul lost to us. Yeah, it's going to be depressing for that episode. Yeah. I'm going to try to at least do some research on that one. Uh, but after we're done with those two movies, then we're going to be moving on to our Superman uh, retrospective. We already jumped the gun a little bit by covering that episode with Jason, but yeah, we got a ton to cover there, so that'll keep us busy for a while. Mm-hmm. If you, your family, are trapped, I don't know, on Cape Canaveral or something <laughs> like that, and the center has control of your mind and it's telling you to do despicable things, what do you do? Do you do it with him? No, you just go instead, start chewing quantum physics chewing gum, because that'll certainly send you away packing and you'll be in every place and every time and nowhere in particular. Peace. Sounded so bored with that one. <laughs> yeah, I was not on point tonight. I'm sorry if I was not <laughs> in the best, you know, air. I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> I thought it was on purpose because of your uh, lack of enthusiasm for this movie. I guess so. I just felt defeated. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I think I just started reading the comic and didn't even really pay attention to the end. But Yeah, I'm... Um... I don't know if I should show my friends' kids this at all because ah, it, just... it might play better and it might make the kids be like, if you tell them there's a great book towards it, they might be like, oh, I might want to be interested in reading that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll do that, but. Or it might bore them. Sooner show them the Iron Giant than this. <laughs> That's fair. That's very fair. Show them the wonders of animation. Yeah, the real wonders the of animation. that it has. Yeah, and the fact that the Iron Giant is all CGI, but it actually works. Oh, is it all CGI? Well, his no, his like Iron Giant is CGI. That's what I mean. Excuse me. Oh, see, it's been so long. I I don't even, I barely remember that thing. I think I'll I think I'll watch it with you first before we do an episode on it because I'm saving that down the line later on down the line. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, so maybe I'll just pick up a copy and watch it then because I was holding off for our review, but. Yeah, I guess it's been a while. I mean, I guess we did the Superman one with Jason, but for Justice League, it's been, I guess, maybe November. Ooh, that's the yeah, last I, one we did. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, it's been around there, I guess. Yeah, you don't know why we got delayed here for so Oh, actually, I do know why. <laughs> and why is that? I forgot because we were waiting for you to read the uh, the comic there. Yeah, because this idiot forgot to, or, well, <laughs> yeah, for.
put off reading the comic. Well, sort of. <laughs> it was, yes, I, I delayed uh, this by a long time because I did not buy uh, the deluxe edition just because I wanted to get my hands on the physical copy. Yeah, which is I fair. certainly not be motivated to go on the computer some days. Yeah, that's understandable. Maybe when you get that tablet too, you'll realize the wonders of uh, digital comics. Yes. I was just reading Tank Girl last night. I would never buy oh, Tank Oh, nice. Girl. Yeah, that's one I've wanted to read as well. How is it a, is it a limited series or is it like an ongoing series still? Um, the one that I bought was just like a the classic collection. Yeah, okay. So I guess like all the original run. Yeah, it was on sale for real cheap. So I was like, hey, I'll, I'm kind of curious about this. So yeah, Especially if we do that uh, movie tie-in at some point oh not tie-in but sorry but adaptation yeah maybe when i'm done reading the comic maybe i'll pull that out but oh that's so bad (laughs) Uh, yeah well i don't know i've what's what's tank girl even about i think i read a synopsis about it years ago but i forgot about it uh the movie or the comic Uh, i guess both um i guess the in broad lines it's set um at least in the comic i don't remember where it's set in the movie but the australian outback um, I guess in sort of like a post society time. Now, I'm not sure if it's like a nuclear breakdown or something. And then tank girl, uh, she drives around in a tank and does uh, bounty hunter jobs mostly. Hmm. Interesting. So it's Mad Max plus uh, new Dominion tank police or just Dominion tank police. But she's like, she's kind of a gross, like weirdo. Like she, they always describe her as really smelly, hasn't showered in days, she, like throws up. She's always uh, hung over. And um, yeah, just weird slang. It feels very eighties. And uh, yeah, the first issue, she like has to go track down like a kangaroo gang. So it, it gets real weird. And they even put those kangaroos in the movie, and they look so horrible. It's just embarrassing. Just embarrassing. What was that one kangaroo movie? Kangaroo Jack? No. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's Kangaroo Jack. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Like, that level of nuts. Um, no, that's CGI in the movie. They decided just do people with makeup. Ah, okay. Yeah, and it's got some horrible, some of the worst wire work I've ever seen. Oh my. But yeah, we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, maybe we can talk about that in the stinger because I was even going to ask when we were uh, struggling to fill time a little bit in there. I was going to ask, but I was like, maybe that would take too long. <laughs> so... Of like, uh, of what? Sorry. Oh, of uh, books that we thought did better than, or movies that we thought did better than the books. I want to save that for a conversation with Johnny because he might have some ideas there. Oh, okay, sure. But maybe throw a few out. Just throw a few out, eh? Like, why not? Well, um, I do really love the John W. Campbell uh, novella for Who Goes There. But I think The Thing is a better, I think it just makes some better choices. I think both but, work honestly. Like that's a you know the Carpenter is an adaptation of it. Yep. But the the book still or the short story still stands on its own. Oh no, it does. It's excellent too. I love both of them. But some of the telepathic stuff I thought was just kind of um, little needless in the book. But that's that's one of the only ones I could think I can think of. Um, as sometimes I lean towards Jurassic Park, but I I don't think it's actually better than the book. I think it's just I like some of the choices there better. There's separate stuff, honestly. There's 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 separation between two, and I'm fine with it because because the movie you get a lot more emotion in it than the book, where the book is you know a paper 
almost. Yeah, Crichton's always cold. He's always cold. Yeah, and sometimes Spielberg's sentimentality can be a little bit annoying. But I think it plays mostly okay in that film. And I just like their John Hammond so much. Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of Spielberg, Jaws. Oh, yeah, I haven't read the book, but I know you read it. I did. Um, Again, stuff in the book that they didn't pick up with, but I think the movie's a lot better than the book. Mm. That's that's, that's what I can say. And uh, as I guess staying on Spielberg, I didn't realize he was doing a lot of (laughs) novel adaptations. But again, I'm very... I have no opinion of this one. Ready Player One. Um, I definitely like the book a whole ton more. Okay, a whole ton more. Uh, but I was actually, since we were mentioning Saul Bass, I actually think Psycho, uh, the movie, is better than the book. I do like the book, but um, I think the movie plays better with the suspense and the mystery of it all than the book does. I didn't realize that was a book. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. I would recommend reading it, but I do think the movie is a little bit better um but same with invasion of the body snatchers again i like the book but i think the 70s movie is better than the book yep oh the mist stephen king is a mist the novellas not one of his best novellas but still i would say worth a read but not great but the movie's great oh 2001 a space odyssey i like yep. the movie more than the book even though i do like the book only read that first one i gotta go back and read the rest of them but ender's game <laughs> Yeah, I never read that book, but <laughs> yeah, and I never watched the movie either. So, yeah, I've seen the movie; it's okay. Well, Apocalypse Now. Oh, you definitely like the book more. Uh, well, no, I still haven't finished it yet, but I'm still reading it. But um, I don't know actually. <laughs> well, but it's not a direct adaptation, though. Yeah, yeah, but but that's kind of the thing. That's one of what I'm saying. Like maybe you like what the movie does with the story better than you liked what the original book did because again i think that first um who goes there i think is a great novella like I, yeah. I think i've read that three or four times and i love going back but i think more the tone and the uh apocalyptic vibe of the movie i don't think is quite sold in the book in the same way so that's one of the reasons i like the movie more hmm yeah i don't, uh, I don't know yeah not a lot of examples i mean <laughs> i don't know about top gun yeah never i i've seen that movie but it's been so long i don't remember a thing about it but never read the book yeah with the i mean again as johnny mentioned it's not the it's more closer to reality than it is fiction but it's it's not the same yeah i mean i don't want to branch into short stories because i really don't think that's fair but (laughs) (laughs) it's a whole other topic eh you know reanimator i think that original story by um i think that's one of the more poor um lovecraft stories um, it's like in a weird serial format, which I didn't think played well at all. But the movie's great, but <laughs> completely different thing. I just realized that with with uh, with with short stories, it can almost be a student film in a way. Yeah, that's why uh, Stephen King he does a thing called his Dollar Babies, and that means he only charges a dollar for his short story adaptations. And so oh, that's a lot cool. Of directors have done testing ground stuff in those. Yeah, I always thought that was a cool thing he did. That's pretty generous of him, even if he hates uh, film. Or at least, sorry, his his stories being on film. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. I mean, there's when it comes to short stories, I think some of the movies turn out better than the short stories. But for book adaptations to film, I mean, none of them are on the level of the books at all to me. I still haven't read it, but I enjoyed Stand By Me. Stand By Me is definitely a good flick. Definitely a good flick. Yeah, I don't. It's been so long since I read The Body. I don't know which one I like more. I've seen the movie many more times, though. I've only read the novella once, so... 
I've never gone through like Anne of Green Gables. I think I read one book when I was in elementary school. I mean, there's so many adaptations of that, so I I don't know where like that's not even a movie. So <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I guess the original ones were kind of movies. I think they were TV movies. So or maybe not original, but the, yeah, these ones that I saw. Uh, oh, um, Children of Men. Oh, did you read that book? No, I never did. But like, that's that's a book, and then it became the movie. So yeah, and I've heard people say that the movie's better than the book, but I've never read the book, so I, I really can't judge. But yeah, neither can I. I do love that movie. That's a good movie. It's it's a very good movie. Yeah, I'm not sure I can think of any more. <laughs> so we need Johnny on here, but oh, we got a we got a good base of stuff first. Yeah, whenever we do a more book centered episode again, we'll ask him see what he's got for us. I'm gonna have to like look up a list <laughs> and just present that with all three of us, and we just go through and be like, eh, I don't know about that one. Eh, maybe that one. Eh, I don't know about that one. I guess like, f- do folklore tales also count? Eh, we're talking more books nah, here. Yeah, more books. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel like Johnny's probably read more than me, so he's probably oh, yeah. or at least read different things. So he's probably seen a lot more of that stuff than I have. I think but... he's read more than both of us. <laughs> yeah big reader big reader big believer nice. in reading which i love yeah that's good to good to hear oh i guess the harry potter movies i mean none of the movies no i, I was gonna say the third none of the movies are really better but i think that well one... if you bring that up i'm gonna open the the young adult ca- uh can of worms hmm. which i don't want to but since you said harry potter <laughs> i haven't read a ton of uh ya books so i i would be the all I pretty much read was Twilight, Harry Potter, um, The Hunger Games, and the first Divergent book. Otherwise, I never had any interest, and I just read horror fiction, adult fiction. Way better. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've definitely read some crap, but... Uh, that's fair. I mean, I mean, we'll eventually get the Wheel of Time from Amazon, but that seriously should have just been animation instead of live action, because... There's a lot of meta concepts in that book, and I don't know how you could do it with. Maybe you can get away with. I mean, if you had Dave Finch doing the doing directing it, maybe you could make it work. But yeah, I'm still trying to think of other options. I got to get off this. <laughs> I was gonna say I think I liked the 1984 movie better than the book, but I was like maybe maybe not. I enjoyed the movie more because it was uh, less kind of uh, punishing. Oh but... wait, I got one. I it's I know it's comic, but I enjoy V for Vendetta more than the movie. Oh, yeah. 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 One of these days I got to read that sitting on my shelf looking at me right now, just mocking me. (laughs) Oh, no, actually, I was thinking about The Exorcist because I was like, I do love that movie. But I think the book was actually it's been so long since I read it. But I I think I was blown away by that book. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to say. But anyway, (laughs) I guess we should end the episode proper. Did you know that Laura Croft once had the Witchblade? The Witchblade. The Witchblade. Oh, I wonder which one that would have been. No, I don't remember that. Hmm. Uh, it's the amalgamation between the Angelus and the Darkness. It's from Top Cow Comics. Which, uh, oh, it was in the comics? Yeah, it was in the comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to think which game that would have been. But Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, I, mean... I randomly found that out like a month ago, and I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's like back in the 2000s, so yeah, I guess crossovers existed back then. But anyway, sorry. 